When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You are talking absolute rubbish. Absolute rubbish. As long as I say we can persuade Willie to stay in Ireland, we'll stay in England. DSI, get stuck in. That's probably the most ridiculous question I've it ever It is, I know, but I had to ask um, you. No, you didn't have to ask me. You're calling out prices. Bookmakers' prices on this channel, right? Yep. You couldn't have two bananas to a banana with the bookmaker. Jumped in like a bag of hammers. The racing is under such scrutiny. Ah, if you don't like racing, go and watch Peppa Pig. Welcome back to the Final Forum Podcast. Great to have your company and great to be joined by a man who is synonymous with Cheltenham Festival success. In recent years, he has won the Champion Hurdle, the Mayor's Hurdle, the Champion Chase, the Ryanair Chase, and back-to-back one-twos in the Gold Cup. 21 Cheltenham Festival wins in total. Henry de Bromhead, welcome back to the show. Well, thanks very much. Phenomenal success, Henry. And you've got a really strong team to go to war with again this year. Could it get a little bit stronger with the news that came out of Kempton today with Constitution Hill disappointing in that workout and his participation very much in doubt? Is there a possibility that Bob Ollinger could be supplemented for the champion hurdle? No, I don't think so. I think uh, we'll stick to our plan and, um, uh, yeah, continue towards Aintree. And how is he since the Irish Champion Hurdle run? Yeah, he's been really good. Yeah, he's in good form. And uh, yeah, we're delighted with him. It's been fantastic to see him back to his absolute best this season. And that was a terrific run against Stateman the other day. So he'll have a huge hand to play in the Aintree Hurdle, uh, all being well at Liverpool. And Rob Court do have Irish Point, who looks like he's going to sub into that race. So um, still going to be very, very strong. Uh, speaking of Rob Court, you've got the hugely exciting Slade Steel, who was a bumper winner last year came unstuck against Ballyburn at Punchestown, but this season he was devastatingly impressive against King of Kingsfield over two, uh, beats Leckie Watson over two mile four in a grade two, and then bumps into that pesky Ballyburn again over two miles at the Dublin Racing Festival. Is it possible that he will go where Ballyburn doesn't? Yeah, I would say it is possible, yeah. Look, we'll keep our options open and see near the time, see how it all unfolds. Um, but delighted with his season so far, and... Um, yeah, I thought he ran really well in Leopardstown the other day. Uh, we just wanted to explore that trip again. And uh, yeah, delighted with him. And he's run a blinder. He's also finished miles clear again of King of Kingsfield, who's got grade one form to his name uh, and is a serious horse in his own right. So if you were to go for the Supreme, given 
that race can often have a stamina emphasis. And Brave Inca dropped from the from the Bering Bingham into the Supreme at the last second, uh, much to to his success. It, it could be an ideal race for him. Yeah, that's it. Look, we'll, as I say, we'll keep all our options open. He's he seems pretty adaptable with trip, and um, uh, we'll see how it all unfolds. What do you see him as next season as a chaser? What trip do you think would be ideal for him next year? Oh, we'll get through this season first. We'll get through this season. Like he's look, he, yeah, he's two to two and a half at the moment, and let's see from there. Uh, he's by Telescope, who's a, a stallion we don't really know a, a whole lot about, except for uh, there's a horse called Harvard Guy, um, who's been running in Ireland for the, the Harty team, who looks very, very good. He was beaten the other day, but up until that, he'd run up a nice sequence of wins. Um, Carl Hinchy, who was on the show recently, he's got a, a lovely horse called Some Scope. What do you make of his progeny? Yeah, look, we, we haven't had many. Uh, obviously, Slade Steel is a great advertisement for the stallion. Um, He's from a very good dam line as well, but uh, we bought a nice mare called Lady Rose Hackett, who ran well in a bumper the other day. Um, she's by Telescope as well. He's, I'd say, he's he's a good a good stallion. Yeah, certainly has a very nice advert for him in Slate Steel, who I think will take a lot of beating in whichever race it is that he ends up going for. Willie, if you could ever decide with Ballyburn quickly, please, that would speed things up for everybody. Um, Qualixios, we know where he's going to go, which is the Arkle, and he was really good the other day at Nace, bouncing back from a very disappointing run at Punchestown, but you must have been really pleased with his win against Gordon's Horse the other day. Yeah, we were delighted with him. Um, yeah, look, that was our fault. So we, we stepped him up. He His first run back, he, he, he won, obviously, in Limerick, um, and that was his first run for a long time. And uh, he was in both novice chases at Punchestown, the two mile and the three mile. Anyway, we opted for the three mile, which we got completely wrong. And uh, it was lovely to see him back to showing his best at Nace the other day, back over two miles. Um, it really suited him. He jumped brilliant, uh, traveled really well. And uh, he's been in great form since. So, yeah, looking forward to the article. And in hindsight, his form from 2021 is not bad at all. I'm obviously referring not to his triumphal win, which was fantastic, but his three defeats to Tihupu, that's the horse who's probably going to take all the beating in the stairs hurdle. So that actually looks really good now. And his two wins over fences this season have been very, very impressive. Yeah, absolutely. No, his form is rock solid. Even his Triumph Hurdle form is very good as well. But um, yeah, it's rock solid. And um, uh yeah, look, we're, we're happy, yeah. And you've got a 20% strike rate in and around that at Cheltenham with Rachel Blackmore, so that'll just give a little bit more confidence heading into what is a really open oracle. Before the Dublin Racing Festival, it looked as though Marine National was going to conquer everything, but suddenly there's a bit of a question mark hanging over him. Yeah, I think, I, I think uh, you know, they've always said he was probably, he's better on better ground, Marine National. So uh, it was pretty testing up there at Dublin Racing Festival. So, you know, I, I wouldn't, you wouldn't underestimate him anyhow. But, um, you look, there's plenty in it and it's it's the Arkle, you know. So, as uh, like, it's going to be competitive no matter what, absolutely. Brown Advisory is going to be competitive too, but you've got a, a really nice prospect in Monty Starr. Uh, two runs over fences. Turned the form around on Chase debut with three-card brag the last day. Was it always the intention to go straight to Cheltenham after that win? Yes. Yeah. He, um, he last year, we, 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 uh, 
he kind of he just didn't turn up at, at um at Cheltenham and uh so we just said he, he'd had uh, you know it was a tough enough race at Christmas but if he won there it was always going to be the plan to go yeah yeah uh he's a big horse look he's probably matured from last year as well we we condensed quite a bit into Christmas to Cheltenham last year with him he had had a setback before Christmas so he, he had two runs winning the grade three at um Clonmel and then like I say I think he and um Hidden Valley Lake sort of I, I they must have just you know they 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 had a hard race the pair of them because neither of them showed up in the Albert Bartlett so uh look our lad he, yeah he jumps well so we hope we have enough experience and um uh looking forward to getting him there yeah yeah, it's becoming a bit of a thing with novice chasers at Cheltenham that they go there without as much experience as, as previous years. It used to be three runs. Now it's becoming almost standard for two. Willie Mullins and yourself have done it a few times. Um, do you feel that he has all of the attributes required for the Brown Advisory? We know that he stays. He seems to handle any ground, although maybe a, a slight preference for soft, but I don't think he'd have too much of an issue on, on good ground either based on, well, at least his point-to-point form, with, which reads very well, uh, a second to stay away Faye. Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? When you look back like that, um, yeah, I, I, yeah, we we think so. We think he should be fine. Um, uh, Mona Lee always had a preference for an ease in the ground as well. His brother, so yeah, he probably wouldn't want to getting too good, but I think he should be fine on uh, nice festival ground. Yeah, and he ran crackers for you at four Cheltenham festivals, placed in an Albert Bartlett and uh, a Brown Advisory, fourth in a Ryanair, fourth in the Gold Cup. If he can go one better than one of those runs, that'll be a nice start. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, yeah, if he can go one better than the Albert Bartlett or or Monolith's, um, uh Brown Advisory, that that would be ideal. Yeah, absolutely. 2011, you won the cross-country chase with Sizing Australia. It's fair to say you go there with a horse with just... Just a slight little bit of better quality this time around and former Gold Cup winner <laughs> yeah. Gold Cup runner-up Manella Indo. He's had a sighter at the cross-country course as well, which is something that Gordon's done a number of times and it's uh, paid dividends. Uh, how pleased was yourself and Rachel with him behind Late Night Pass in December? Yeah, delighted, obviously. You know, he was giving away lumps of weight back into a conditions chase now. Um, yeah, look, it's great. It's great. He, he's he's loving life. Um, we had him off doing cross country the other day. He really enjoys it. And isn't it lovely for those horses, you know, the, those guys to, to be able to keep going if uh, everyone wants to, you know, it's 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 a it's a nice option for him. Yeah, the quality of the race is unbelievable. I mean, it's basically a mini gold cup. You've got Manila Indo, Delta Work, Galvin. Coco Beach, Foxy Jack, Statler may very well be turning up there as well. It's it's almost like a Gold Cup tribute act. Yeah, that's it exactly. Yeah, no, it's great. It's it's brilliant for them, and and you know it's it's probably trained them slightly differently for that. You know, so uh, it's probably more fun for them the build up and everything as well. Um, so yeah, looking forward to getting them there. When horses do go into the wilderness a little bit, Gordon Elliott has talked about this a few times that he he would take horses off cross-country racing, even if they were actually in form, he might do it, just to give them a little bit of something different to see and something different to do. Sam Crow, he used to do that with quite a bit. Um, he clearly uh, has been loving life uh, since going cross-country racing, but what do you think it is about that change in routine for a racehorse that can bring them back? 
it's just something different. In fairness, Indo's been doing it for years. The year he won the Gold Cup, he he, he would have been going to our local cross country course, and it's just different. They just love it, you know. And um, um, even you know, showing them the hounds at, at at a meet or whatever, they they love it. They come alive. It's it's great for them. Speaking of forces bouncing back, tell me something, girl. Roared back to form the other day behind Zarek the Brave in a, a Grade Three at Nace, and if Constitution Hill is out. There's a possibility, I guess, that Lossiemouth could slot in to the champion hurdle, in which case the mayor's hurdle becomes that that little bit easier. She was travelling super well uh, in that race when she was brought down behind Marie's Rock a couple of years ago. You must have been really pleased with her comeback at Nace. Yeah, delighted. Yeah. So, yeah, she just looked, we went chasing last year. She obviously wasn't half the mare over fences. So we said uh, we'd try her back over hurdles. We were all probably slightly disappointed with our first run back. I, I thought she was going to run better, but she just looked rusty. Mm. Um, and uh, it was lovely to see her really back to herself um, in Nace. So, yeah, look, she's she's got great form around there. She, As you say, she was unlucky in the mare's hurdle um, a couple of years ago. And um, she seems to be in really good form at the moment. And in those colours for Rachel and yourself in the race that was the most incredible emotion last year. It, it won't be quite the same, but if you're back in the winner's enclosure on that day a year later, that would be quite something. That would be mad. Yeah, it'd be brilliant. It was. It was probably the best day ever, in a sense. You know, certainly the most emotional for, for us. Um, it meant a huge amount to, if for many reasons. Obviously, Jack, but even Honey coming back and yeah, and when you see the photo now with the rainbow over the winner's enclosure when she's walking in, like we just knew everyone was there with us and it was incredible. Yeah, it was um, an amazing day. It really was something special, really, truly special. Um, the Thursday was pretty good for you as well with Envoy Len bouncing back um, after a, a couple of frustrating seasons, but he is a terrific, tremendous racehorse and this is his optimum trip. We haven't seen him since the Down Royal Champion Chase, but he got really close to maintaining his unbeaten record uh, at the track that day against Jerry Kalam. Um, how has he been since? Yeah, he's been really good. Um, yeah, we just didn't want to... He had a couple of soft ground runs, even his first run in Goran. And then the north, it was soft enough for him there. Um, and we, yeah, just the way it turned up in the Savills, we said we'd leave it. And um, delighted we did. He did a brilliant piece of work the other day. He worked really well. Um, and uh, yeah, look, fingers crossed he gets there now and, and all goes well. You know, he's uh, he's course and distance winner, obviously, and hopefully back to defend his uh, Ryanair crown. Ground won't be any issue to him. And with no Shishkin there, and to be fair, he was much the best horse on the day in Voilen. But without Shishkin, it does look like a weaker race and it took the market a little bit of while to cop on to the fact that hold on a second this is a three-time Cheltenham Festival winner the defending champion if Alaho doesn't quite bounce back to himself he should be nearer the top of the betting but it took until Alaho to properly come out for the market to really go oh wait it's the other Chivley Park horse who should be towards the top of the betting um, he goes there with a major chance yeah I hope so. Hope so. You know, he's he's done little wrong. And um, yeah, ground, you know, you wouldn't want ground getting too soft for him. But um, I suppose it was testing enough last year when you, yeah, when you think of it. So, um, but uh, no, he's, he's, like I said, he's in really good form. And we, uh, you know, decided we'd keep him fresh when it didn't work out with the Kinlock Bray. Um, 
uh, we were very happy to go there, go straight there. And uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Captain Guinness, he looked all set to win a grade one after his fantastic comeback at Navan. And then what happened happened at Leopardstown. Um, pleasing, though, to get him back to something like his best at Leopardstown. And then a champion chase, El Fabiolo aside, that has big question marks over everybody else. John Bond fluffing his lines the other day. Edward Stone blew out in the race last year. He would definitely have place prospects. Yeah, look, he ran a cracker. It's hard to be confident with him now with his, you know, that, that atrial defibrillation that happened at Christmas. Now, we've done every check you possibly could do and everyone was happy. The IHRB, our vets, everyone, even a heart specialist, everyone was happy. So we, we were, you know, we were given the green light to run him at Leopardstown. But he, we were all probably, you know, we probably rode him cautiously, to be honest. And I'd say he... You know, it was back at the same track that had happened to him. He was probably wary as well, but you could definitely see he and Rachel gaining confidence um, near the end. He winged the second last and ran on lovely to, to you know, up the straight. So, it's hard, you know, uh, he's he's being checked all the time. He'll be checked before he runs, but it's hard to predict it. But, it, you know, clear, it, it, if he is... A, I presume he'll be fine. So, uh, yeah, there's every chance he could um, he could uh, run into a place. Absolutely. Yeah, and a wide open champion chase. El Fabiolo aside, that is. Um, you would like to think that he can at least be at the place prospects, and who knows? Maybe it's Cheltenham. Anything can happen. Uh, one horse who is not on the entry list for Cheltenham is the really impressive handicap chase winner Hartwood, who is surely much better than his mark of one thirty six that day. Um, what is the current plan with him? Um, I'd say we'll go to Aintree with him. Um, he's he got a provisional rating of 154 in England. So, um, or sorry, he got a rating of 154 in England. So, I'd say we'll go to Aintree probably for the uh, three mile Grade One novice there. What do you make of that, Mark? I thought it was harsh enough, I, um, but uh, it is what it is. You know, I can't control that. So, I think he's 140 six or eight here mm. so i thought it was um tough enough you know if if um was it percival legalois if he hadn't fallen i don't you know i think we we were a lot more impressive than uh, than um you know if and then if if he had stood up but uh but look that's what they've decided and we want good horses and yeah look we'd be delighted to if he is a grade one horse happy days yeah yeah, I don't think Gavin's horse would have won, but he certainly would have pushed you. So whether or not such a high rating is fair, yeah, I think I just, be questioned. Yeah, I think you, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm not saying you know he would have won, but I don't. We wouldn't have won by. I don't think we'd have won by 14 lengths or whatever it was um, if he had stood up. Yeah, exactly. Out of interest, your horse Hartwood is being used as an example from speed figure experts. With Factifile, now, I've tried to do speed figures, Henry, and my brain explodes when I'm looking at them. But just from your own perspective, that's a match race that descends into a bit of a farce when Gaelic Warrior doesn't quite manage to go through it and then tumbles at the last. But what was your impression of Factifile that day? Yeah, I mean, I thought he looked good. You know, uh, yeah, he did. He's looked good all season. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not sure about speed figures and everything, but, but you know, he, he won his grade one and, yeah, he looked good. I thought his beginner's chase, he was very good as well, yeah. Mm. More strength and firepower for the Irish, hopefully, uh, at Cheltenham. Magical Zoe, it, it, 
looks to me like she's going to go for one of the handicaps, the county hurdle, perhaps. I think so. Yeah, I think so. We haven't firmed up yet. Uh, we never really got our opportunity to try her over two and a half um, over, uh, yeah, over that trip, over the mare's trip. So um, it might be a leap of faith going that way. Uh, she looks to be fairly treated. Fair enough. Um, and uh, yeah, I think I think she ran an absolute cracker in Leopardstown. I'd hope maybe better ground would help her. Um, and uh, I think she, yeah, I'd say that's what we'll do. But I haven't confirmed uh, with all involved. You were at Wells' recent form is a little bit questionable, but she has run some big races this season. And Magical Zoe herself ran an absolute blinder in what was the Jack de Bromhead Mare's Nova Sertle last season. Um, so we know that she's got good course form and the form with Irish Point for all that he was giving her £10 at Down Royal, that was still very early in the season for both horses and well, he's gone and won a grade one so she must be very, very good. Yeah, she, she's, a, she's, she's a good filly, isn't she? Yeah, definitely. Um, and you know what? To be fair, like she's she hasn't really ever got the ground she really wants, you know? So... Like up the north, it got it went soft enough when she was against Irish Point. Then um, even Goran, her first run, it was pretty testing, you know. So, and then the other day, it was pretty tough as well. So hopefully, we might get to see her on a bit nicer ground, and I think that will uh, definitely help her. Yeah, very excited to see her in whichever race it is that she goes for. But if she goes for the county hurdle, I think she'll have a massive chance. A um, couple of horses then to, to talk about to, to round it off. Uh, am I right? He looks like he's got a big race in him. Is, is he going to head for the ultimate? I think so. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's in great form. He's He is ground dependent. You know, he wouldn't want it to go too soft as well. Um, so, uh, but we, we, we're all very keen to run him there. And uh, again, you know, we waited for Leopard's Town at Christmas ground was nearly good on the 26th then bottomless on the 27th so he still he, he ran a cracker in fairness to him um but you'd be hoping on nicer ground he he, he could um uh improve again you won that race with the wacker clan i'm reliably informed that the wacker clan syndicate had a an epic night out in cheltenham after that is he going to be <laughs> is, is he heading back over for the festival he is. He's rated one thirty, so we're hoping he might sneak into the Kim Muir. And uh, by God, if he does, uh, the Wacker Clan will be there in force. So uh, it'll, if nothing else, it'll be great fun that day. Yeah. Uh, best of luck to them. That's a, a terrific story. Um, Eclat Derrere. He was involved in the Corbett's Cross race the other day behind Velvet Elvis. Um, what are the plans with him? Yeah, I'd say he'll go for the ultimate. Probably wants soft ground. Um, yeah, he um, he had savage form, like he, he his uh, back in the day, and then he just went wrong on us. He kept going wrong behind, and we were close to retiring him. And in fairness to Peter Davies, he's been very patient with him, and he's it's taken him a while, but he's really come back, coming back to himself, and. Um, He's, uh, I thought his last run, he'll improve again for that. I thought it was a nice run. And um, yeah, like he was favorite for a Hennessy a few years ago, you know, so he'd be conflated in a conditions chase. We're still obviously trying to find that form, but we're, we're getting closer to it. Hopefully if all his his problems are behind him now, touch wood, um, he's in good form. Yeah. 
And you must have been delighted to get Hidden Valley Lake back in the winner's enclosure the other day. He was strong in the market to it at Navin uh, in the Boyne, um, beating Beacon Edge. Uh, Carl Cup for him? Yeah, he's in it. Uh, nothing confirmed as yet. I think he's 151 uh, over there. So, um, yeah, you know, he's going to have a hefty weight, but uh, he's in it and... Um, We'll, you know, decide, uh, discuss it with Rob Core and see what everyone wants to do. Um, uh, but delighted to get him back. He's, he just struggled with his jumping there before Christmas. So um, uh, we decided to go back over hurdles and got it. Yeah, we were delighted how it paid off. Yeah. You won the Johnny Henderson Grand Annual uh, Cup last year with Masakeda. She was on 142 then. She's on 150 now. Uh, and Dancing on My Own, who was a really good winner at Cheltenham back in October, Top weight on one five six. Are they both going to go? Yeah, they're both going. Yeah, one wants nice ground, the other one wants softer. It all fell right for Mascada last year. Um, she was probably a little bit disappointing for me and Nace the other day, but she seems in mighty form and uh, she loved it around there. Obviously, um, so did dancing on my own. Um, he's been a bit unfortunate. He's travelled over the previous two festivals and both times it went bottomless so uh on the day so we, we withdrew him but um he, he he loved it around there in october um obviously both fairly high in the ratings um and we also have the folks tiara in that if he got in at the bottom i'd say he'll struggle but uh again if he got nice ground he could run well there he was a good winner at the christmas meeting at leopardstown as well yeah he was yeah yeah, and then the ground went against him there at the Dublin Racing Festival. He he, he is dependent on better ground. He and dancing on my own. Um, but Moscato would love uh, a bit of ease in the ground. Well, it seems a given that you and Rachel are going to be in the winner's enclosure at some point during Cheltenham. And please God, touch wood, oh. that, that does oh. that does play out. I, I know I, we should we shouldn't say such things, but it it just oh, that's the way it goes. Um, them's the rules. Henry de Bromhead and Rachel Blackmore must have a winner at every single Cheltenham Festival. Uh, of all of the horses, this is the first you... first in four years that we have. We're missing one major <laughs> player of the team. So uh, uh, yeah, she always kicked us off nicely of a Tuesday, as they say. So uh, it's a different different this year. But no, look, we've some lovely horses going over. Sadly, it's not a given for us, but we'll be doing our best. Uh, what is the latest with Honeysuckle and, and how are things with her progeny? Yeah, really good. Uh, she's great. She's due uh, in April and uh, everyone seems delighted. Yeah, Kenny sent us a photo the other day. She looks brilliant and uh, she's, um, uh, yeah, she's having a lovely time over there. Uh, hopefully on his or her way to the De Bromhead team very, very soon. Um no pressure on on that horse, of course, uh, when they do, do finally arrive at the stable. Um, but of all of the horses that you're going to be unleashing at Cheltenham, who's the horse you're most looking forward to saddling? I just wouldn't even saddle them with that kind of weight. No, um, uh, I wouldn't. Yeah, I won't go there. Uh, look, we're, we're, we're hoping they'll all give good accounts of themselves. And uh, yeah, we'll see how it unfolds. Henry, I really appreciate your time. The very best of luck at Cheltenham 2024. Hopefully we'll be seeing you in the winners of closing. Thanks very much. We've got more Cheltenham Festival content coming your way very, very soon on the Final Furlong Podcast. Thanks for listening. Look after yourself and each other. God bless.